Welcome to episode 16 of the Star Road Podcast. Tyler, I'm so excited to be here today, man. Me too, man. It's a... Uh... It's a beautiful day to talk about some things that are very, very close to our heart in some cases. Yeah, man. Uh, It's always that case. Uh, You know, we hand tailor what we pick for the most part. And uh, today is one of those things, dude. Uh, I'm looking forward to what we got lined up. We're going to be doing some intro news, you know, the usual thing. But, you know, we always got to have the discussion in the top five. So this time around, we're doing a PC game discussion. Finally. (laughs) This is a big finally, because I remember you brought this up very early on. I did. Yeah, this has been this has been on the on the to do list for a while. Yeah, and there's so much to talk about, dude. So uh, there's going to be a lot to go through. I think it's going to bring out a lot about us, though, you know. Uh, But the top five, bro. This is one that evolved. It is, yeah. That's that's true. I kind of forgot. Yeah, we we really started really hyper specific, and then we sort of broadened it out a little bit. Yep, uh, we thought about doing a games inside of games, uh, which was pretty interesting. You know, one of the more interesting ones we would have done, but we decided just to go with top five mini games. Yeah. It, I, I'm glad that we made call. the change. Yeah, yeah I'm glad that too. we made the change. Because I, I don't know how many of yours, but some of mine are games within games and some of mine are just like diegetic mini games like within the original game. Yeah, I, I kept I kept a few that I thought of when we thought of games in games, but Same. then All right, cool. branched out. So it'll, yeah, man, that's going to be very awesome. Yeah, sweet. Uh, and then the usual three shot, bro. And uh, I think Tyler might have mentioned a little something special, a uh, bit of a surprise. Uh, yeah, I guess we're, we, we're, we're all going to see what that is. We'll talk about our like homework segment at the very end. Yeah. Uh, but the news, we, we have a couple of things. Yeah. Nothing less, too major. Less, less stuff than usual, for sure. Yeah. Nothing too major, but just a, you know, a couple of key points. One thing for me is major. Uh, maybe it would be appropriate to start on it. Uh, Street Fighter Five, mm-hmm. uh, The season five, which uh, from what I'm understanding is the, the final season for the game, is completely underway. We got... A fighter pass that has five characters. We just got Dan. We're about to get Rose. And then it's Oro, Akira, and then an unannounced character. A lot of characters. Yeah, so, you know, there's like 40 characters in the game. It's like Uh, a fighter pass situation like with Smash. Yeah, definitely. The only difference is uh, if only we knew uh, four of the five ahead of time. That's interesting. Oh, I see. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, but um, I'm looking forward to these drops, man. I I recently got the the Champion Edition upgrade, and I they had a really good bundle for the season pass with it. Mm-hmm. So I just jumped on it, man. I said, you know, this is the last season of Street Fighter Five. I love the game, so uh, I'm kind of all in on it. That's awesome, though. Yep. You're uh, gonna watch the uh, the the end of the game's sort of life cycle in real time. Yep, and then when they port it to Switch, whenever 6 is a PS5 exclusive, I'll be playing it on Switch. <laughs> yep, 
You think that's what's going to happen, or is that definitely what's going to happen? Uh, I, I would be surprised if it came to Switch at all, to be honest really? with you. Yeah, but... That's a shame. Uh, I mean, when they have a finalized package, I think it's possible that it eventually could be the entire package dropped on Switch, you know, for 60 bucks. Sure, yeah. I'd buy that, but, probably. Uh, I feel like 6 is going to be pretty exclusive to PlayStation. That's how that's how Street Fighter has been for a while, you know. It's a shame. Yeah, it is, but I mean, at least we got the PC alternative. Yeah. Uh, most of the time you get that option, you know. If not immediately before too long, you'll be getting PC availability, you know. But uh we got an Among Us update, bro. I actually haven't gotten on Among Us in a bit. Uh but it's cool to see an update drop, and it also come to Switch, though. It was kind of like a same-time thing. Yeah, it's, like, fully been integrated into the game, sort of, like, environment. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it, like, <laughs> like development stu- like cycle or whatever. Personally, I think it, it, it sold so well that there's no reason not to support it alongside, you know, the PC version, the mobile version, the, you know. Well, yeah, they're not even charging for it on most other platforms, right? True, but, dude, Among Us has been number one on the bestseller since it's been out. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I mean, $5, I, it's really just like a nominal fee, I feel like. I feel like it's yeah. because Switch, to, like, it's, it might be easier to sell it for $5 than free on the Switch shop. Like, not, that wouldn't surprise only, me. Yeah, totally, but... Not only $5, but it's gone on sale like two times already. It's on sale right now, like $3.50. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of like Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I I I think I think it's still worth it at 5 bucks even if you can get it for free on mobile just to have the the full console experience. Definitely, man. Uh I saw a couple people talking uh about a golden eye easter egg in the airship. Mm-hmm. That's that, cool. In, that intrigues me. It makes me want to get back on in itself, man. Uh, apparently, the golden gun makes an appearance to some degree. That's cool. So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, so, just a quick note. The, March 31st came. And, and went. And went. It doesn't really seem like anything happened except, you know, whatever copies of 3D All-Stars are on the shelves, that's what's there. That's correct. If you already bought it, you can download it anytime. That's basically where we're at, you know? Very strange stuff. I'll be interested to see what the uh, the market for the game looks like in a few weeks and months. That is definitely something I'm interested in seeing myself. Because uh, I, I forgot where. I saw something. Uh, apparently, people are already trying to scalp the price of it drastically. Oh, I'm sure. Of course, th- these things are always going to come out the gate terribly, grossly overcharging. Uh, you well, know, I'd be interested to see what people are paying for it, though. Or and will, you know, in six months or a year. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because once uh, once store stock runs out, I'm mm-hmm. curious to see where that that secondary market levels off. Yeah, me too. So, so yeah, we'll keep an eye out on that. And we'll keep an eye out for any news regarding anything Mario, you know. Uh, I feel like this is all, like, subliminally got me expecting some type of Mario news, you know what I mean? 
it's been quiet on the Mario front since the since uh, 3D World Plus came out, really. Yeah, which is still pretty fresh uh, in the times. Mm. You know that that was almost too long two months ago. ago. I mean, a month and a half ago. Oh, <laughs> well, still, uh, Mario's been busy, man. I think we've said it before. I know. You know but, what I want, Sterling. You know what this is all leading towards. I know what you want. And I, th- I think <laughs> I think the listeners know too, bro. <laughs> it's no secret. Dude, we got usually we do a pickup segment. Mm-hmm. And I did pick two things up I'll bring up at the end, but we had previously sent out a care package from me to Tyler. Mm-hmm. That was documented. You know, you guys got to hear that. Yep. Uh, Tyler sent me a package in return. That's correct. Which had also been mentioned, but has just finally come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you got it, what, a day or two ago now? Maybe two days ago? Yep, two days ago, man. Nice. But uh, the contents were mind-blowing. <laughs> they felt so natural and, like, logical to me. I don't know. Uh, just, just to go through it, man, uh, it's a heartwarming package. I mean, there's no question about it. Uh, to start it off, I just wanted to bring up the, the elephant in the room, Pokemon Emerald. (laughs) It had to be Uh, done. Tyler had returned, uh, my childhood copy of Pokemon Emerald that funny enough had my first name written on the back. First and last. Did it really? The the la- last? Yeah, your last your last name rubbed off, but it used to be first and last. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And it's funny Which because it's so so rare to me. Yeah, I feel like you didn't really write your name on video games at all. That that's the point I was just about to make. I'm so glad you know that. I am not one to write names on games mm-hmm. or to put a marker, even as even when I was a kid, sticker f- anything. Oh, anything foreign on the cartridge was not happening even as a kid i feel Mm. like there was a concrete reason i wrote my name on that it's because we brought those games into school and (laughs) it might be because me and uh dylan at our elementary school got our copies of yellow mixed up on one of those days that we brought our games to school so maybe that was maybe that was what made you think to do that i don't know or you know what? You're on to something here, dude, because I think it could be because whenever Emerald dropped, it was just Emerald. So we all got Emerald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we, we probably all were playing Emerald in the same vicinity. And uh, that might have been a big brain move. Anyway, <laughs> Tyler certainly returned it. And on the subject of games, he also returned not a game that he owned from me. But a game that's missing from my collection that really is one of the most important ones, and that's Tony Hawk's Underground on the GameCube. Yeah, and I had no idea if you had a cop like a physical copy of this game or not, but I took a chance with that one just kind of as a last second YOLO. It was actually the last thing that I picked out for the package. And it couldn't have been more spot on. I mean, uh I don't even know if you truly register that yet. I but I don't. I mean, I, I I've you've expressed your excitement to me, but I didn't know that it was like a a big missing like element for you or anything like that. Yeah, because I, I've brought the game up so many times, 
it's my favorite Tony Hawk. And just you sending specifically the GameCube one. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's all I, I was, had. That's where I, <laughs> That's all I needed. Uh, it's magical. That that's what I played it on, you know. Mm-hmm. And that is a game that didn't make it with me through life, unfortunately. So hey, uh, that's a beautiful thing right there. Yeah, it works perfectly. But uh, also included a, a Reggie Bush card. <laughs> which I understand, from what I understand, is a tops rookie card. Tyler said, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, which I didn't even realize until later on, but that's not really a big deal at all." No, no, but a Reggie Bush card and a top loader—you love to see it. Yep, <laughs> Reggie's our boy. Yep, we both love Reggie. <laughs> um, he's a survivor. He's a survivor, man. He he. <laughs> Reggie is the man. Uh, no question. As, aside from Reggie, there were some big includes. Uh, Tyler's fiance crafted up herself. Mm-hmm. Now th- this is you know very sentimental. The time that goes into this. Uh, the only ones who care about this stuff all, is us. <laughs> uh, dude. <laughs> It's awesome. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. To open it out, uh, a set of coasters mm-hmm. uh, with imagery that is, you know, very friendly to my vibe and my surrounding uh, feel. Mm-hmm. You know, fire flower, a pipe, uh, the P-switch, mm-hmm. some mushroom magic. Yep. Uh, Pixel art style. Yes. Uh, Perler B coasters, dude, they're beautiful. And uh, like I said, uh, as opposed to using them as coasters, dude, I'm trying to prop them up somewhere. Mm-hmm. They're really nice looking. I figured really you, nice you would looking. like them. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I got spots waiting for them to be leaned up against in some glorious place, mm-hmm. you know. That's awesome. But the big thing, man, uh, was a cross stitched masterpiece <laughs> in a frame. And it was dedicated to the Star Road podcast. So, you know, yep. the hype on that is unreal. Yeah, man. It was fun. She, she like, kind of hinted at it. And, or, so, like, we, we kind of were just talking about different ideas. And that was, that was what we landed on. And I, uh, I was pretty happy with the result. I couldn't be more happy with the result, man. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, like I said, the time that goes into it itself is pretty sentimental but uh it's just so cool you know it, it it's like the the pixel star you see on our logo and it just mm-hmm. it very cleanly and beautifully says star road podcast and that, mm-hmm. that's something i'm really proud to have up uh, man i love it <laughs> sweet well hopefully we don't change the logo because <laughs> <laughs> but the star is always going to be significant because that's the star yeah, road no, star I know. of course even if we and did, it would still be cool. It'd be vintage at that point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, the box was incredible. Uh, well, I was I'm glad absolutely you liked it, man. blown away, dude. Uh, I'm hoping I didn't miss anything from the box, but I think I covered everything. I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the Sanrio card. Oh, my God. Tyler sent the Sanrio cards. We had talked about it. 
Yeah, we did. And this was already mentioned to be in the package for sure. Mm-hmm. But Tyler made he made true on the cards. Everyone needs to yeah. know that. Had to be done. And, uh, I actually sent you uh, some Sanrio items. <laughs> I know. Kara was playing this morning. She saw that you sent her a few, and uh, she's she was pretty pretty uh, excited at how a couple of them looked, like the table. Oh, dude, they're amazing. Yeah. I'm going to continue to send those. Good. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. The box was a big pickup. I said I was done purchasing for the 64. I got two more. <laughs> Look. I can make you a guarantee if this is it, bro. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't guarantee can. that. You cannot. I, I would have to go out of my way to go find some crazy deal in person, and I don't see that happening. Just saying, I, bro. The mind often wanders, dude. But For I me, feel like anyway. as a collector, though, bro, you know your limits, and I feel like I, I feel it. It's a very trustworthy instinct. That's fair enough. Uh, and I just I started looking into first person shooters, and mm-hmm. this is gonna this is gonna segue perfectly into PC games. But uh, whenever I started doing my Quake Two playthrough on sixty four, it's an interesting way to play the game. You know, the controls <laughs> are obviously not. I mean, anyone who was to defend it and say anything about the controls being in any way better or even on par with the PC experience, they would be lying to you and themselves. Okay. That's good to know. But at the same time though, dude, it really doesn't, the luster is not gone. Mm -hmm. The only thing I I think that changes aside from the control is speed. Yeah, of course. And, uh, but not to get on that tangent, the, the point is playing Quake 2 on 64 made me wonder like what other first person shooters on the 64 are noteworthy, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I'm curious. I, I'll tell you, I went through the list, dude, and really, uh, I picked up 007 The World Is Not Enough just because it was on, you know, it was talked about highly. Uh, that's one I played briefly on a system that wasn't 64. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a fairly priced game. It's not expensive. So I said, you know what, dude, I picked it up. And I was like, now I got another 007 game on 64. What's wrong with that? Have you played it yet? Yeah, I did. How was it? It's 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 really good, dude. But the, the is thing it is, similar to Goldeneye? It's similar to Goldeneye, but it's just if you're a true fan of Goldeneye, you know it doesn't feel the same. That's not to talk down on the game. Mm-hmm. But it was made by EA. We're talking about the you. difference between EA and Rare. Okay, that's fair uh, enough. So there are some very noticeable differences in. Uh, it's definitely not better than Goldeneye. I'm just saying, but it is definitely. No, a solid I, I wouldn't game. assume that it that it was. Yeah, but uh, a selfish pickup that kind of was my nail in the coffin. I said, you know what, this is gonna be the last 64 game I get. Was the Quake port, the original Quake. Mm-hmm. And I'll get I'll get into that more on the PC games discussion. But uh, I've recently had some revelations in my life regarding <laughs> good Quake ones that have literally gotten me back on my PC. As a main gaming location. Which is very exciting for me. It is. Yeah. And that's leading uh, us to our little homework segment at the end, because uh Definitely. I I definitely am, am looking to uh rope you into something that uh I'm not sure if you're aware of. 
<laughs> I'm not. I'm aware that something's coming. I'm not aware of what. Yeah. So we'll we'll so, get into that. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I mean, I think it's only appropriate that we roll straight into the PC games discussion. Yeah, I mean, man. Let's a, do it. Rolling off a quake, you know. Uh, yeah. I feel like whenever we do this type of thing, I always want to ask you, you know, like the roots. It just seems like the proper intro to this type of discussion. The roots for me are I got a PC, a Hewlett Packard, not HP, a Hewlett Packard, uh, you know, desktop computer when I was about six, maybe just before my seventh birthday or just before my sixth birthday, actually, something like that. And so obviously this was, you know, what would that have been? 1999. So like it was a windows 98 computer. There was only so much, you know, to do for it, but, uh, that was like the very beginning for me. And that, that computer didn't really play games too much, but it was my segue into like Neopets and stuff. It did play some games. The, the, the chief of those being age of empires two, that was like my first ever big, like, experience with a pc game and uh it's funny because that's a game that i still follow and play to this day and have pretty much consistently played like my whole entire life so that that game is my my roots (laughs) what about you man what when you say you got your uh your computer at at six or seven to me that's Mm mind-blowing because it was a while before I had a computer in my house, man. I mean, everybody's yeah. had a different upbringing. Yeah, of uh, course. I just remember feeling like an asshole as a freshman in high school. Whenever everybody was, you know, playing Halo and playing Counter-Strike. And I just <laughs> was totally not in the know. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, what, man? You haven't played this shit? What the fuck have you been doing? It's like, I've been playing a GameCube. I, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Uh, there's no internet there's no computer i don't know what you want me to do you know (laughs) yeah but uh so it's interesting hearing that so young you were exposed Uh, i did get a little bit of pc exposure whenever i would go to my mama's Mm -hmm. Uh, or to my house (laughs) or to your house yeah um i don't remember too much pc gaming at your house though otherwise i would have brought it up i think i showed you age of empires really early like and you you it was uh, it was like an hour that we had and so obviously you didn't really like catch on at the beginning like because it's a very complex game you know yeah i just remember my age of empires roots being in uh in school Mm -hmm. in miss greathouse's class you know yeah which i I don't even remember doing that which is so funny that was like a game that she pushed on us Hmm. and and it's like when we go in, we'd either be doing whatever was part of the program for the day, or we were playing Age of Empires, bro, or Zumbinis. Zumbinis, that was that was the legacy, dude. Guess I'm so glad Zumbinis got brought up, dude. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Didn't That's like mean- the original PC game, dude. Dude, Zumbinis is what's up. I. 
But, but I yeah. would still play Zoom beanies. I kind of want to play Zoom beanies. I thought it was like a revolutionary thing. I sat down and considered pulling the trigger on the Steam version, but I'm, I, it has to be the original version. It's not. I, it's not. I'm glad I didn't because that's what I thought. I'm like, th- if this isn't the original in all its glory, I'm not biting. No, the that game is just called Zoom beanies. The original is the logical journey of the Zoom beanies. Okay, well, the logical journey of the Zoom Beanies would happen if it was on Steam. Absolutely. Uh, I bet you could find it physically for not that expensive, to be honest. Oh, Especially uh, just the disc. I think you're right, Like in a jewel case. I don't think (laughs) the logical journey of the Zoom Beanies is a holy grail. (laughs) No. You could probably find it for like five bucks. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, But... I remember playing in the in, an old Need for Speed game mm, on the at, PC at my, mom, at my mama's house on the PC. That's cool. Uh, and I can't remember which one it was. I just remember every now and then you come across a kill uh, like a pink car, and my <laughs> little brother would yell "Kill Pinky," <laughs> and I'd uh, and I'd just ram into the pink car. It was like even if I was on on course doing good, whatever whatever I was trying to achieve, if my little uh-huh. brother yelled "Kill Pinky," I'm killing Pinky. It had to be done. And it was hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but uh, there was also a kart racer that I have spent my whole life trying to <laughs> oh, no. find out what it is. If anyone, anyone knows what this game is, please contact us at starroadpodcast at gmail.com. Because I've actually tried to research. These days, the internet is pretty proficient. I cannot find what this game is. I looked on Reddit, can't find it. It was just a kart racer. Didn't have amazing graphics. There was some fat Wario looking character named Limburg or Limburger, and he was just smelly. Uh, That's all I have for you. That's all. That's all I have for you, dude. Like, I want to know what this game is called. I cannot find it. If anyone, if any of this is ringing a bell, contact us. (laughs) <laughs> but those were the two games I remember playing Limburger, at my mom's. Limburger, yeah, he was like a. And I thought about it more and more. I'm like, he was a Wario clone. This could be some like, where did you get this shit Mario Kart knockoff? True. Uh, so you know, what I, mean? I just I, love I, that he was smelly. I never thought of Wario as being smelly. Weirdly, even though he farts all the time. Yeah, the fart thing, the cheese thing. You know what I mean? His thing was that he yeah, was fat yeah. and smelly. Yeah. And there were other characters. That's just the one I remember. <laughs> That's funny. Prob- probably picked him because he reminded me of Wario, you know? <laughs> of course. Yeah. How could you not? But um, shit, it would have been a long time before I was actually playing PC games on mm-hmm. like, uh, on like I got a laptop finally, man. I might have been shit. 13, 14, finally got yeah. a laptop. I'm mm-hmm. catching up, bro. I'm, I'm playing WoW, uh, Counter-Strike. RuneScape, you already know. I mean, that was the early shit. Yeah, this is a PC game discussion. RuneScape's coming up. Yeah, that was like OG at the time. Absolutely, dude. I, like I said, I remember falling asleep and then waking up with my hands on my laptop, bro, at the at the main menu. Yep, that was like some definite thirteen year old bullshit. Hundred percent. And then that still happens to me to this day. 
You love it though, dude. You love it. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, man. But I'll tell you what we, uh, and some of the early, I, I used to play the Grand Theft Autos on PC a lot. Mm. Like, I, uh, I have City always, and yeah. I own all those on PC on Steam, but I've never played it like for more than just a few minutes on PC. Yeah, I, man, I, I used to play those on a laptop so much. It's crazy mm-hmm. to think about. On a laptop using a trackpad or using a mouse? Using a mouse. Okay. I know some crazy people who play PC games with trackpads and I cannot oh. I cannot abide that. Oh. Dude, that's a no. That's a big no. Oh man, but But some people that's all they have. For whatever yeah, reason, man. like they don't have a desk or anything, you know. Yeah. The there's so many directions we can go with this, but one you want to go is shooters. Yeah, man. I I have played a good amount of CSGO in my life, and uh I keep telling myself always that all right, I'm eventually gonna get back into it. Eventually gonna get back into it. Like, gotta get back on CSGO. But like the learning curve for playing competitively in the US is extremely high. Like if you go on just like as a freaking like the lowest rank, you will still get absolutely mashed for like a long time before you get good. So I don't know. Yeah, I I definitely have played Go uh, a bit, but I was really playing whenever like 1.6 rolled in the source. That's when I feel like I was playing mm-hmm. the most Counter Strike. Yeah. And uh CS goes cool. It, it's a very competitive game, like you said. Uh but it's I actually didn't get as into it as I did with the older ones. And I have a lot it's of just, nostalgia for like 1.6, dude, and, and Source. Counter-Strike is like the perfect pure shooter franchise. No bullshit just shoot like guns yeah, that exist. Yeah. You know what I mean like accurate physics like it's it's awesome yeah it's all about the shooting like some people don't we love uh these single player experiences some people just want to get on and kill each other Mm -hmm. this is this is the thing for you yep absolutely Uh, but you know I, i just wanted to get it out of the way dude uh i was talking about the 64 first person shooter twilight zone you know uh, and uh, it, the, we talked about how controversial the first person shooter thing is on the 64, you know, uh, not the best way to play. We're talking about PC games. This is the optimal way to play shooters. Any shooter. Yeah, Any absolutely. Shooter. So I think it's pretty hilarious to think that playing a Quake 2 port on 64 got me back on my PC. Mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, that's such an interesting scenario, but it makes sense when you map it out, you know? I'm playing I think it Quake makes perfect 2. sense. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing Quake 2. I look into the shooters. You know, like, what other shooters are there on the 64? I'll be honest with you, it's a sea of shit. Of course. Uh, the console was not known for shooting games. No, I, I actually that was much more the PS one's like wheelhouse at that time. Yeah, I, I shit you not. I really picked up the world is not enough and Quake sixty four because those were the 
the two good ones remaining. I'm not even mm-hmm. joking. Yeah, of course. The rest of it is like, yeah, garbage. But so I decided, you know what? I'm playing Quake 2 on 64, trying to do the, the playthrough just for the fuck of it. I said, you know, I feel like playing some Quake 2 on PC. Proper. Proper. Nothing like it. But, you know, we're not boomers, Tyler. Let's just get that out the way. So Aren't you know, we, though? No, we're not. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 96 rolls around and shit like the original Quake comes out. I mean, dude, I'm four years old, three, four years old. I'm not, you know, I don't have anybody sitting me on my on their knees showing me this shit, so I'm not going to know what's going on. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't aware of Quake as a franchise specifically until Quake Four. My dad had a uh, a 360, and so when I would go over there and hang out with him, um, that's what we would do: is we'd play Quake Four. Yeah, I don't know where, but somewhere I was exposed to Quake Two and was like whoa never had been exposed to the first one mm-hmm. uh and so obviously you know later on in life you get a steam account which steam is a big thing we're going to get into uh and quake 2 is on steam so of course i'm getting that and i'd play the shit out of it you know mm-hmm. and but going back man i decided to pick up the the original quake and feel like I've really missed the boat on one of the greatest games ever. Yeah, that makes like, sense. I did not get, I feel like I played it briefly, but just didn't get enough time to actually understand or wasn't old enough. Uh, but I do remember seeing the Nine Inch Nails logo. I told you that on the <laughs> nail gun ammunition. Yeah, and, you brought, and we talked about, uh, we Trent talked Reznor. about Trent. Yeah. When you brought up Trent Reznor, I'm like, oh man, I don't remember that, you know? But then... Uh-huh. I see the nine inch nail gun ammo <laughs> and I said, dude, that's so funny. Cause I thought the developers put that in because there were nine inch nails fans and they just said, cause it know, was the nineties and that's what nails. you did. Yeah. It's a box of nails. <laughs> what if we put nine inch nails logo on it? Cool. Uh, but yeah, it went deeper than that. Trent did the soundtrack. Tyler talked mm. about it last episode. I did. Yeah. Um, I know. I know of that. Not as a quake fan, by the way, but as a nine inch nails fan for the listeners. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I got to say, dude, going back, uh, even without mouse look on, mm-hmm. the original Quake is like potentially my favorite shooter, man. I know it I know it might be seen as primitive by some, but the game is incredible. I got to say. It's kind of like, like the it, most, the most pu- one of the, again, like we talked about with CSGO, like, or Counter-Strike in general, it's just a pure shooter absolutely dude yeah uh and one thing i have to say is you gotta appreciate about the pc you know playing playing the original quake on 64 cool but you get on pc the speed Mm, absolutely big difference it's at double speed on the pc compared to 64 obviously as expected like that's not a surprise yeah absolutely but i have to say dude uh going back and playing quake i said before i was favorable to quake 2 that has changed Mm. okay Uh, i'm serious that's interesting yeah uh i think i was favorable to quake 2 because i wasn't (laughs) exposed enough to the first one Mm -hmm. because i feel like if i ever want to feel unstoppable of course i'd pop in doom doom eternal the newer ones (laughs) this is a whole new level like you turn mouse look on on the original quake and 
you get everything you want out of a shooter, bro. And it's just, it's so ahead of its time. I know it's been talked awesome. about I might so have much, to check it out. It, I can truly say it is ahead of its time, bro. I just wish I was exposed to it earlier. Yeah. Uh, it potentially could have made me more of a PC gamer, even than I was, to be honest with you, if I would have had early, early exposure. Mm-hmm. That's okay though. Better late than never. Oh, absolutely, dude. Uh, but we brought up Steam, bro. Like, how crazy was the jump from the physical PC games in boxes to like the Steam era? It's a it's a game changer. I mean, it's kind of redefined everything. Like, you didn't even think of buying games digitally. Steam was like the like my introduction, and I feel like the world's introduction to just digital games as a concept. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and it hasn't been implemented as well or as wide scale anywhere, I don't think. No, definitely not. I mean, there's games on Steam that you're like, how did this even get here? Exactly, bro. You could play Doki Doki uh, Literature Club for free. Well, that's a <laughs> that's a great game, and I feel like that that deserves a spot in this segment. But uh, that's like a made that's like made for Steam. That's like perfect. That's like exactly what Steam is. Absolutely, is like the, the platform to offer that kind of game. Yeah, I just feel like it, uh, you know it, it's come a long way from only offering like Valve games. Oh, totally, and that's that's what I love, and that's that's why I use that as an example, like how far yeah. it's come. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, no question, dude. Or something that used to be like download only elsewhere, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, is now like it has a front end on Steam. Yep, and I feel like I don't utilize it near as much as I should, and I'm sure you would you would relate to that. But um, absolutely, again, like I just said, better late than never, man. I, if you are feeling a PC gaming kick, then I'm I'm right there with you. I am, dude, and and everybody knows how big of a fan I am of Street Fighter. And that's what I've been playing the most. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to whatever you got in store for me for sure. But, uh, dude, even just yesterday, I think six, seven hours, me and my girl sat there and played Street Fighter Five. Mm-hmm. Two out of three, over and over. It is endlessly fun, dude. I don't even know what to say. That's awesome. It's a great game, man. I, you know, uh, people are mixed on it, but I really don't understand it. I really hold it up there with... Uh, like with Smash Ultimate and such, it's it's pretty prominent to me. That's awesome, though. But but that that's an important one because that really brings me to my PC because I don't have any newer PlayStation, and mm-hmm. Street Fighter has definitely gone to a point where it's like PlayStation exclusive mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah, for the or most at least part, in, in, when it comes out, yeah, yeah, and and they've stayed true to that. Um, throughout the lifespan of street fighter five aside from pc Mm -hmm. so the fact that that's my method to play one of my favorite games brings me back to my pc but it also gets me to branch out i mean Mm -hmm. dude we got we got these steam libraries uh do we even need to talk about it no i was actually just looking at mine like (laughs) so many games i have purchased but not installed like I would say I have like 10% of games installed that I actually have purchased, if that, not even that. Yeah, same, dude. I have a lot that aren't installed. I, at one point, I was like, I'm just going to keep the things I can see myself playing yep. installed. But uh, I just feel like it's crazy how we have access to these games now. Mm-hmm. 
Because like like I said, we come from a time where it was disc in and you're you're going. Yep. Absolutely. But, but now, man, uh it's just it's gone so far, like almost to the point where eventually most games are gonna be on the PC. I think so, dude. In one way or another. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at this point. I mean, there's going to be obvious shit that that would never be on PC, but people make it happen. That's what that's the point I'm trying to make here. People. Have so what you're pushed- saying is we're going to have to change their, our name to like the CS:GO podcast. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> the Steam Road <laughs> podcast. The Steam Road. Ah, <laughs> po- I, mean, I don't plan on making the change, but uh, no, no. Steam Steam is definitely too powerful for us to take on it's true i'm gonna keep them as a friend and not an enemy yeah i agree (laughs) plus when you purchase something from someone you want to be on good terms of course yeah you can't be talking trash no but uh i'm really eager to hear what you got uh what you got cooking to be honest with you man i'm just gonna go ahead and tell you I think we'll, you should because we'll, I can't so take it, that'll we're be talking, the perfect way to like round out the segment games. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know what it is. I, I really don't <laughs> ever since I was a kid, I wanted Sterling to play unreal tournament 2004 with me. <laughs> and I told him he had to go buy a PC so we could play the game together. You did well, tell the me game's that. on, the game's on Steam for $15. So I said, since my boy's on a PC kick, I'm going to gift it and uh, we're going to play it between now and the next uh, the next episode. That is what's up, bro. And and how appropriate with all the Quake hype. Yeah, dude, it's 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 it takes a shooter game into a totally different realm. Like it's very space weapons like you know very over the top but um it still is a mechanically amazing and like wonderful game so yeah well i'm I'm totally game obviously bro i mean you couldn't have caught me at a better time for something like this <laughs> i thought so too <laughs> and, you know i say a better time but i really I, I see myself doing a lot of pc gaming from here on I, i've always been in and out of phases with getting on my PC and then Mm -hmm. periods of time I just play my switch, you know, or yeah, just, yeah, we've talked about how we jump platforms, you know, definitely. Uh, I just feel like I've been on a pretty long kick with the switch to where I didn't get on the PC at all, you know? And, uh, and then the retro shit, I mean, that's a whole different thing. You know, I dedicate a lot of time to playing like 64, honestly. All these games that you want to do playthroughs of, you know, and and re-experience. Yeah, well, maybe we can uh, catalyze this into future cheap, nostalgic Steam game purchases that we could still play together. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's fun to me. No question, bro. But, uh... One thing in the PC discussion that has to come up because you're not really going to get it anywhere else is MMORPGs. Mm-hmm. I mean, no we question. Mentioned, we mentioned RuneScape, but it it was crazy to have an experience with gaming where everyone was there. 
True. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think that's why we we that was an early big pull in for RuneScape. It was. was like, oh, just you know, what world are you in? I'm there. We're here. Yep. That was such a great thing, bro. And and you got to think about how mind blown a child can be Mm -hmm. going from couch co-op, two players, two controllers, system and TV to something like that. I know. Uh, And it's what's kept people on the game for years. Honestly, like (laughs) I still play old school RuneScape and like everyone that plays is someone that played when they were young. Like nobody new comes to the game. Which is surprising because uh, I know we live in a new age, but uh, I feel like old school's got such a charm to it. It just doesn't compare to other modern MMOs. Yeah. I mean, World of Warcraft being the the big elephant in the room, which uh, I don't Mm. know if you played any while, man, but I I spent a long time. Never really. I mean, I've played it briefly at friends' houses and stuff just to check it out, but never like actually got on and did the thing yeah i spent a a few years man uh more years than i'd like to admit being very involved (laughs) with world of warcraft Mm -hmm. and i had that's what it was though dude i mean i I know man and it's funny there's anything wrong with that no i was exposed to world of warcraft even before I had PC gaming as an option. So you can only mm-hmm. imagine how mind blown I was. Yeah, definitely. I was at uh, the house of uh, some friends of my parents. I'm 12 years old. Mm-hmm. At, and it just so happens that uh, the dad there played World of Warcraft mm-hmm. and let me make a character. And, and then it was over. I made a night elf priest. I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. And it was just incredible, bro. It was like nothing I'd ever experienced at that point. You can imagine. Yeah, of course. Especially like, having last time you played something like that being RuneScape. That's like a totally different situation. I hadn't even played RuneScape at that point. Oh, interesting. Like, I'm talking about I had played Need for Speed and the Limburger uh, game. Uh, <laughs> and that was like it at that point, dude. <laughs> Lindberger, dude. <laughs> Please reach out to us if you know what fucking game that is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into it. I'm gonna put my best people on it. I appreciate that, dude. Let me know what you turn <laughs> up with. <laughs> but uh, there's just so much with PC gaming, dude. Like, it's obviously the optimal way to play games as far as pushing the limits because. It's kind of the only platform with no limits. Correct. Uh, But it's funny to think that a lot of the things we hold sacred with the PC are the primitive things. Isn't that funny? Oh, absolutely. It's all nostalgia. Like, always has been. Nostalgia, dude. I mean, that's what this whole podcast is about, though. Absolutely. But you got to give the modern credit where it's due also. Totally, yeah. 
I mean, you want to talk about modern, like Overwatch is a huge, huge part of my life. Like, or it, not so much anymore, but it used to be, dude. I, I used to grind the competitive ladder, like on Overwatch. I was never amazing, but I could get up to, you know, the, the lower part of the higher ranks, like your platinums and stuff pretty consistently. Um, and yeah, man, I j- it just fell off for me for one reason or another, got interested in other things. But uh, I do eventually, like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Overwatch 2, which has been announced but delayed, like, indefinitely for whatever reason, uh, probably COVID. But um, yeah, like, Overwatch is amazing for me. That's That's my, like, biggest buy into the blizzard world where yours would be like wow for me yeah. it was overwatch yeah uh, you've spoken very highly of overwatch for sure and, it's a uh, it's a it's a great shooter like mechanically there it's it's very well balanced and the 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 way you know it kind of popularized the like hero shooter genre to some degree which is now like many games are in that genre yeah uh i've known quite a few people who've played it i i've never really gotten on and given it a go bro to be honest with you i should have yeah well it's not too late uh, i bet you can get it pretty cheap on sale these days uh <laughs> yeah it's on sale on switch like, yeah well and on switch i did i did play it during that demo period man and i will tell you like it was pretty crappy compared to playing it on PC as far as like the speed that the game moves and like it's a bit choppy, it's a bit laggy. Like I I, I guess I'm spoiled on my buttery smooth like PC experience, but uh I didn't really oh, that, enjoy it on the That's uh, good to know on the Switch I, at all. I had considered getting it on Switch, so that's good to know. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy it, man, I gotta be honest. I'll just as easily get it on PC. Yeah, that would be the move for sure. It's going to run 10 times better. But yeah, man, any other big things come to mind with PC games for you? Um, So the only other things is card games. Like for me, the, there's MTG Arena. I'm a big Magic the Gathering player. I'm sure I've talked about it here on some degree. Um, but Magic Arena is one of my biggest, biggest time sinks in my life. Um <laughs> I also have played Hearthstone a little bit. Um, never been huge for me. Arena has kind of always occupied that space. But the one other game I wanted to mention was Slay the Spire. Dude, Slay the Spire is like, it's a roguelike deck building game. And it is absolutely incredible. I would recommend anyone pick it up like and play it because it's a definite, it's a roguelike. So you can pick it up, play it for a little bit and put it down and that's what I pretty much do. Like I'll pick it up and play one, one game and, and put it down, but it's, it's really, really awesome. Yeah. You've recommended it many times, dude. And uh, I've slept on getting it. It's okay. Uh, It's still very much being supported. There are daily climbs every single day. That's a different challenge. Um, And like, the content within the game it's one of those indie games that we talk about where the developer just keeps supporting it for free for years after release which that's what you really love i got something uh, i want to bring up tyler before we get done with the pc game discussion hit me sold at sold at dot pl 
that was sold that bro i did it for me and i did it for you <laughs> we're probably the only ones who ever played that game you know what's hilarious dude i wanted to tell you sold that is on steam <laughs> and you, for you know how, how much, much money you know how much it costs tell me zero 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 oh dude we have to get on there too then uh, i'll get on the sniper me, rifle dude there's a there's like a sold at two that i didn't even know about but the original one's free <laughs> it should be it, it was free online too yeah like yeah. It, that that game shouldn't cost any money to anybody it was fun though it's like a how would you describe it it's like a side scrolling shooter it is it like, plays like a side scrolling like platformer it's like but your mouse like if, is your aim it's it's almost mechanically like if metal slug had a multiplayer mode i don't even know if that does it justice it's so no unique. it's more open than that it's much more open than that like the movement is very important i'm not saying it's not in metal slug but you're kind of just going yeah. right in metal slug yeah. like but uh, that had to come up because that's something you put me on. I remember you were like, dude, you've <laughs> got to play. We were very young. You're like, you got to we play were. this game sold at. And he's like, just just go to this weird ass like Russian website and download this sketchy shit. It's going to say it's a virus. Ignore that. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm a little like, um, I'll trust Tyler, though. So, you know what? I do it. <laughs> the installer was very suspect <laughs> uh, not what you're used to when you launch you know any type of uh exc or anything but um hey you know what it was totally worth it every time i went into it i felt like i was doing something dirty but i had a great time it was a gr- it was a great game like i really had fun with it but yeah, I wanted to bring that up to you, and I'm so glad I could do that in our PC game discussion. That sold that actually does have a front end on Steam, and that really uh, speaks to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Like Dude, with, if sold that Do- is on Steam, anything can be on yeah. Steam. You could play Sold that. You could play Doki Doki. You could play Sid Meier's Pirates. <laughs> you could play Unreal Tournament 2004, which, which we are going we, which to do. We will, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited. We're going to go play Onslaught on Torlan, which is like, that's like the Unreal version of like Final Destination, like 1v1 Fox only Final Destination. It's like 1v1 Onslaught Torlan (laughs) or Deathmatch Rankin. Like, oh man, it's going to be great. (laughs) It will most definitely be great, bro. I'm looking forward to it. There are still like mod servers and stuff for that game. So we are going to play 1v1, but we're also going to just go online in a lobby and play Onslaught. It's, I think it's probably mostly bots, but still like they have modded weapons and stuff in there. That is, is like so much fun. We should put some time aside tomorrow, man. I'm down, dude. I'm down. I'll be I'm around totally in the down. morning for sure. And I still want to do the Terraria thing. We, we definitely need to. Yeah. We didn't touch on that, but we did not get to it. Uh, this time around but uh it will happen eventually yeah that was a lax when we even said you know if yeah we get around to it we get around to it but that's something definitely still on my radar yeah i have been playing uh with another friend and and we are having a great time with it like 
we're getting close to we actually are taking on the wall of flesh but we lost the first three times trying to go against it uh that's that's not surprising you know the wall um the wall of flesh is serious yep but that's a nice way to end off our uh, PC segment, bro. Unless you have anything else, I, I feel like there's a hundred thousand things that I wanted to talk about that I didn't get to. But we could literally be here all day because PC is just so wide. Yeah, we didn't talk abs- about flash games, which is its own whole. We may as well just have another whole flash game topic some other time. Like, oh yeah, this is, this is just us <laughs> touching on the beginning yeah. of our PC talks. There's going to be so much, but there's too much to talk about. You know, I mean, there is. There this is. This is episodic content. You know. So. It is, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's a little bit like daunting to think about all the stuff that we're not mentioning. Yeah, but but one thing I wanted to close out on, and I think you will totally agree with, is just a big shout out to the indie shit we get on PC. No question, dude. That's a perfect. That's a perfect way to to bring it up. Like, like we, we do we do mention it, but like just yeah, sh- the the support, any continued su- game with like continued support is like. It's God to me. Yeah, but but you think of shit, or I think of shit like Stardew Valley, Terraria, mm-hmm. Rivals of Aether. Like so many great games from underdog developers, you know, like that come out of nowhere with shit like this. It's just incredible, and and I, and it's awesome that we have something like Steam that gives them a front end at all, or totally. the eShop. You know, what I mean, it's it's just nice to have for these like companies that make these amazing games have so many distribution options to make sure they get in people's hands. Definitely. And I, I'm, I'm happy for that too. That's a great point. I didn't think about that, but yeah. PC games, uh, you know, when you talk about PC accessibility comes to mind. Definitely. Yeah. And that's what we're all about, dude. We're all about people having access to games. That's what we love. It is. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's that's my final thoughts on uh, PC games. But I'll tell you what, it's not my final thoughts in general. Yeah, we'll uh, have to uh, we'll have to touch on it after we get our uh, get our rocks off with Unreal, man. I think you're gonna have a fun time with that. Yeah, I do too, bro. This is like a classic. You're just in for all these classic experiences, dude. I'm living for it. Trust me, bro. But so uh, what else we got man top five topic top five mini games dude this is, is one exactly that i've been looking forward to yeah uh I'm, I'm a little nervous about this one because we talked about picking pokemon that's one thing we talked about picking mario levels that's another thing mario there kart tracks many, oh, mario kart tracks dude <laughs> This one is worse than all of those. It really is. When it comes to picking six. It's just crazy, dude, because I know I miss things. We definitely miss things. We miss things that we talked about, (laughs) like in previous in the week. Yeah, we had a collaborative top five uh, Star Road pick, and then we actually slipped our minds. Yep. So there's there's so there's so many things floating around <laughs> your head when you think about mini games, dude. Yeah, there's more mini games than there are games. <laughs> That's technically probably true. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It makes these lists 
beautiful because high stakes it shows where our minds go initially and i think that's important all right bro well let's so, uh let's stop you, teasing you go ahead and you give your honorable all mention right. i'm nervous all right all right my honorable mention this is the one so a little bit of background me and sterling we we get on the phone a little bit before the podcast and we sort of just start like laying out the outline and stuff like that this one as i was talking like thinking through my uh my top five list i i mentioned to sterling i said there's a mini game that's on my list that is in a game that i know that you've played uh but i don't think you know that this mini game exists you did see remember that. this and, yeah and just as a disclaimer <laughs> before you get into it i know tyler's gonna break my heart with his list true <clears throat> i just know it because you think of the things i don't and it kills me but you mentioned <laughs> that you did mention that yeah there's another one like that that's that'll that's later in my list but uh are you aware of the text-based rpg game zork or the text-based adventure game zork what game is it in it is in Call of Duty Black Ops. I am not familiar with it. it, it Zork is like, you, you know what a text-based adventure game is, right? It's like absolutely. old school PC DOS box like, adventure games that people would write. Bro, absolutely, like, yeah. Zork was the original popular text-based adventure game that is like iconic culturally. Um. And it is accessible from the terminal in Call of Duty Black Ops. And so because of the, it's, you know, it's a text-based RPG. Or I keep saying RPG. It's a text-based adventure game. Uh, so, you know, it's nothing, it's nothing like it, like it is groundbreaking for the time, but it's sitting juxtaposed to, you know, probably one of the most innovative shooters like ever in Black Ops. So like, it's not anything that's going to blow you away in that capacity, but because of the coolness of the include and this actually being my introduction to ever playing Zork, which actually kind of gave me like a late in life love for text-based adventure games. Uh, that's why it had to make my list as that honorable mention. That's really awesome, dude. And, and you know what? I can tell you came up with that one when you thought about games inside games. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> that's because like the clear the, that is like the one of the clearest ones one. of games inside games absolutely uh, but my honorable mention bro is a very interesting pick okay but I thought about it and I thought about the time period and how awesome it was it's gonna be race to the finish from smash 64 <laughs> okay all right honorable mention yep Dude, how do you like Race to the Finish, man? I never check, liked that mini game. Check this <laughs> I out. Hate to say it. When you play Melee, you get the adventure mode. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah, okay. I know about the... I remember the Melee uh, Race to the Finish. No, no, no. I'm talking about adventure mode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay, so you get to... You kind of get to play like a 2D... You know, you get to play like a 2D side scroller. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't have that yet. Race to the finish, I feel, was like that. That was the proto version of I see what you're saying. Version. It is cool in me, that way. Yeah. I, I think I found it more exciting than something like Break the Targets or Board the Platforms. 
That's interesting. Because it has a platform aspect to it and you actually like, oh, I'm running. Like this is like a level I'm playing with the character. That was mm-hmm. really hype and really leading us up to something huge. That's fair enough. Yeah, I, I think that is interesting. That was the first time that it that's that was really the only time that Smash wasn't just an arena. Yeah, uh it's a primitive idea, but I feel like the concept in itself is what really gets me. It's not That's something cool. I want to go play over and over and over, which most mini games would fall into that category. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's but an interesting very- pick very significant and it's one that i wouldn't have even expected to pick but i thought about it and that's where i went nice dude that's interesting we may talk more about smash later let's see bro but what you got <laughs> for my number five i've got the bloody palace mini game from the devil devil may cry series now this was basically like a coliseum style mini game that you unlocked usually i think after beating the story of the main game and um it was just ascending levels of like difficulty just fighting different platforms of combinations of enemies and in a game like devil may cry where it's just the mechanic like the whole fun of the game is the mechanics of fighting enemies this was just like the biggest rush of dopamine like just powering through seeing how far you could get into the uh into the I th- usually i think it was like a hundred tiers so seeing how far you got into like the the bloody tower or whatever so yeah that was my pick my boy t with the devil may cry pick that's what's yeah, up man. dude i played devil may cry three and four quite a bit yeah dude, i've I been like tempted the, to pick some or all of the games up on switch since they go on sale so frequently oh yeah they do go on sale uh pretty often i love the mystique behind like re4 and devil may cry you know absolutely yeah they're like cut at, from at, the literal same cloth yeah at the time that was so talked about you know when we were like on game faqs and shit and like really really on the re4 train mm-hmm. but for my next one bro it's actually gonna be the bonus stage on street fighter 2 where you smash the car to shit <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about that's so funny and I mean, I kind of think it speaks for itself, you know, uh, you're fighting enemies, you know, fighting each other. It's kind of cool to just beat the shit out of a car, you know, and see if yeah, you can beat it. And just get it, just do com- it to like, just fuck around and have fun with it. Yeah. See if in the time limit you could beat the car to shit and have nothing left of it. <laughs> that's I mean, a fun it, one I, I would not have thought of that but that's great yeah man of course, you know my mind goes to street fighter and it's so <laughs> funny that that came up because that's a solid pick in my opinion mm-hmm. but yeah man that's my number five my next one is one that i think that you knew was going to be on my list sterling it's egg emergency from pokemon stadium 2 yep and if i didn't do it you had to yeah, and when I think of Stadium 2, I think of a, a bunch of great mini games. The Scyther and Pincer Cutting one, uh, the Gutsy Golbat, um, Topsy Turvy. You love the Don fan one. I don't really like that one. 
But yeah, of all of them, the only one that I ever grinded and like sat there and just played repeatedly was Egg Emergency. I just wanted to see how often I could bl- play on the hardest difficulty and get most or all of the eggs, you know, and, and, and for that reason, like it just holds a special place in my heart and I'll still crush anyone at that game. I couldn't agree with anything uh, <laughs> more, but I'm going to have to disagree on crushing anybody. We'll have to we'll have to try it out next time we're in person, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be a Star Road special, bro. Yeah, big emergency tournament. <laughs> but uh, the lowest stakes tournament in the history of video games. No question. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, you brought up my next pick, so I'm I'm, I'm just gonna roll out of it. Uh, oh my bad, dude. <laughs> ramp- Rampage rollout, Pokemon Stadium 2. Oh, that, was, that was either the best or worst timing on my part. I, I didn't mean to steal your, uh, steal no, your thunder no, on that one. I, I, already, I already decided in my mind that I was going to come out the gate with my Stadium 2 pick since you did yours. Nice. I just thought it was funny that you were like, Sterling likes the Don fan one. <laughs> it is a good mini game. I just feel like I'm so horrible at it. That's why I don't like it. Yeah. My, my next pick was Rampage Rollout from Pokemon Stadium 2. <laughs> and uh, reason being, I know the tornadoes are very annoying, but that's part of getting good. Okay. It absolutely is. Yeah. So I thought uh, there's so many mini games that we could bring up, dude. Like we want to bring up Lickitung from the first one. Yep. The EV uh, one where you da- where you're in the circle. Yep. The, the that one's the, fun, dude. The Togepi dash on the treadmill. Dude, you know which one could easily be on my list is the counting one where you have to count all the Pokemon that run by. Yep, I showed I, that. I showed that to my girl the other day, dude, and I, I perfected it first time back. Yeah, I I, I love that though. That's such a fun I, one. It's like I feel like it stimulates your brain. Dude, yes, and then that final build up with the points where you don't know if you got it or not. Oh my god. Ba-na-na-na. Oh like. man. <laughs> but I picked Rampage Rollout because it it was kind of like a racing game inside of the game. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And since all of these are multiplayer, you can have one of the other 3 be your friend or the other 3 be all friends. Absolutely. So I think I, any, any type of top down racing game that's implemented well is aces in my book. Yeah, that's always fun. What an amazing situation. The fact that both of our top five lists have a Pokemon Stadium two game. I think it really speaks to like that game is just one of the greatest like collections of mini games that's out there. In my uh, opinion, it, it truly is. It, it, you could almost say that. It is the N64 cartridge with most content of all. That I would agree with for sure. You could play your Game Boy games on it. You can interact mm-hmm. with your Game Boy. You could play the mini yep. games. You could do yeah, your I would definitely agree with I could that. go on and on and on, dude. Yeah. So it's only it, it's only customary that we bring it up, dude, on both our lists. Sad to think that um the cutoff was there, like after that, that um, stuff could be brought forward to now. What you mean? As far as like transferring Pokemon through the generations. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh. 
everything has changed so much, man. We used to have to plug our cartridges in. I know. Now you got home on your phone, your Switch, your tablet. Yeah, I could trade Pokemon with you and we would never even have to turn a game on. You don't even need internet. You could just use your phone data to trade Pokemon. Yep. That's pretty crazy. It's pretty cool, though. I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, my number three is Break the Targets from Smash. That's awesome. You see, I put a lot of thought into this one, and Break the Targets came up first. I'd love to hear your reasoning, though. Dude, it's... You know me, man. I'm a, I'm a grinder. That's what I do. I like to grind for Break the Targets times, like, more than any other minigame that's on Smash. Like... My break the targets on melee is actually pretty legit and I like I don't know it's just a it's just a really like high skill ceiling mini game you know what I mean Yeah I'm, it makes perfect sense to me man I mean it's meant to be speed ran So that's really it uh just it's such a beautiful demonstration of the mechanics of the game yeah, I think in implementation, your your pick is the obvious one. <laughs> but I think mine was the ambitious That's idea. That's the emotional pick. <laughs> but uh, my number three is one from Super Mario 64 DS. I had to put a lot of thought into this. Mm. And you know what, dude? It's it's called Sort or Splode. I don't remember this. What was it? Dude, when you had the black and you had the pink bombs and you had to move them to the right side of the screen. Oh, dude, I was so good at that. Me too, dude. <laughs> That's one that clicked with me like right away. I just That's it, that might be the closest minigame in that game to like a Mario Party style. Absolutely. And we we talked about Mario Party. My head was spinning. I can't even get into picking a Mario Party one. But just I think we have to do a Mario Party either top five or discussion at some point. You're right to do it justice. But yeah, you're right. Maybe it's best that Mario Party didn't get on this because that's its own its whole own thing. You know, in the same way we didn't include Mario Kart with the Mario Sports stuff. Like it's just too it's too much its own thing. Exactly, dude. When you're almost touching on 20 Mario Party games, it's a little less to pick from. (laughs) Do you own Super Mario Party on the Switch? I don't. Dude, if you get it on sale or something, we should definitely play it, the four of us. That would be really fun. You are not the first person that has recommended me to get that game. It's fun. It's a good game. It's, It's not like the Wii ones where you're in a car together. It goes back to the true, you're on a board game moving around with dice. Like, it's beautiful. I don't yeah. I don't play that uh all in the same cart nonsense. That's yeah, that's just one I, I haven't picked up, man. I never thought about really getting it. It's fun, man. It's really really fun. Me and Kara uh have played it quite a bit actually. Yeah, I, that's why I would get it to play it with my girl cuz I mm-hmm. I didn't think about how fun everything could be with the Joy-Cons. They do so well with the motion. It really is impressive. You have to play it with two Joy-Cons, too. You can't use a Pro Controller. Yeah, it uses I, mechanics oh, like that seriously. 
any any opportunity I get to play with the Joy-Cons, I like to. It's just never the optimal way to play. Of course. Well, for this, it's the only way. Awesome. <laughs> and that's how I originally broke my uh, my teal Joy-Con was because I was playing Super Mario Party and I got so mad that I threw it. And uh, Oh, I remember it, you telling me that. It landed in an unfortunate way on like this, the corner of a, a chest or whatever. So, yeah. Nintendo would say you uh, should have just worn your wrist straps. I should have been, yeah. Well, I, I might have been, but I threw it on, like, I deliberately threw it, so I could have taken just taken it off. Like, that wouldn't have stopped me. <laughs> I'm not a wrist strapper, so, I mean, I, I'm not I understand. Except with Pokemon uh, Let's Go, you I feel like you have to wear the wrist straps on that, or you will throw your controller at your TV. <laughs> I never had that problem. I don't know. I don't know. I, for me, that one's like, I'm literally making a motion of throwing the Joy-Con. Like, I just can't bring myself to not wear it. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, man, um, where were we? So that was my number three, Break the Targets. What's your number three? Well, my number three was Sword Explode. Oh, okay. My number two is the one that's going to break your heart, dude. Are you ready? Oh, no. What? the mercenaries on re4 oh what i what? thought that was a game mode i didn't think about it dude it's totally a mini game yeah you're right it is we even called it the mercenaries mini game yeah bro it's it had to be done man what this would be my number play. one in terms of like time spent uh, but on on this list for the for this purpose, it's number two, but it's number one in my heart. Like the mercenaries I, is incredible. I, I I totally feel you and understand, dude. But I feel like <laughs> such an idiot. I could I could have replaced so much on this list with mercenaries. Hey, well, you can just pop off on my selection, bro. Just like just like off. we talk about. Everybody, mercenaries is on my list. Yup. <laughs> but, nah. But uh, we originally talked about games inside of games, and, and I, I kept one on my list, dude. Okay. Uh, and it's Journey of the Prairie King from Stardew Valley. Okay. It is a whole arcade game inside of the game. And when I say a whole arcade game, it's a full game. It's, it's a full it's game, not yeah. a quick, gratifying experience. It's a, it could be its, it's own whole cabinet. Yeah, it is. It, you play all the way through, you know, and it's got That's a little cool. length to it, you know, and it it is fantastic. That's uh, awesome. You know, I, I'm an, uh, I have quite an NES collection. And I think about it when I play it, that if I had Journey of the Prairie King on an NES cartridge, like if that was a game that had came out, which visually mm -hmm. it looks like it definitely could have. Yeah. If that would have come out like as an NES game and I got my hands on it. That would be amongst my favorite NES games. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, that top-down Zelda gauntlet, uh, crystalist style, but it's a shooter. Mm -hmm. You know, a Wild West-based, like, top-down shooter. And it is just incredible, bro. I don't know That's what else cool. to say about it. it. It's crazy that someone single-handedly makes something like Stardew Valley, right? Uh-huh. But then inside of that game, that is a complete <laughs> There's a, masterpiece, a huge arcade game. They make an amazing arcade game that standalone is a really good game. That's just that really speaks to the ability of the creators. Yeah, that's awesome. 
So, yeah, man, that had to be up there on the list. Well, my number one is in the same vein, kind of. It's, uh, and you knew it had to be, it's Donkey Kong within Donkey Kong 64. And this was the first thing I thought of when we talked about a uh, game within a game. Mm-hmm. Because this is like, this was my first ever exposure to the concept of there being a another game playable within the confines of a game. And it, it pretty much blew my mind in half because this was also the first time I ever played the Donkey Kong arcade game. Oh. And I remember when I found it in DK64, I just like endlessly kept playing it over and over and over and over again. So yeah, for that reason of it being like informing my sort of like feelings on the subject, that's why it's my number one. That is incredible, bro. And yeah, that's so funny that the first time you got to play Donkey Kong Arcade was on there. Yeah, dude. Definitely. Th- that's amazing. And it, it, it did. It, 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 I was like, man, this game's awesome. Like, <laughs> And I knew I knew of the game and stuff. Like, It wasn't my first exposure to it, but it was definitely my first time playing it. Yeah. That and now we've seen it referenced endlessly one. since then. <laughs> What a number one pick, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's such a classic. Before I get into my final pick, uh, I have a surprise, Tyler. Okay. The Star Road honorable mention pick for the mini games was NES games and Animal Crossing. That's right. That's right. That's right. It totally was. It totally, without a doubt, was. Yep, that's exactly what it was. Well, there you go. <laughs> yep. NES games and Animal Crossing. Do that's we need the bonus. To say more? The bonus top five pick. Absolutely, dude. It came to me. It was revolutionary when when those were playable, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was the you, only way to play NES games on the GameCube. <laughs> Absolutely, you had an NES emulator and in, built into Animal Crossing. That's incredible. It was so cool. Yeah, there's nothing like it. I mean, that's the king of mini games is to have the entire NES in a game. Nothing yep. tops it. Absolutely. Couldn't and, agree more. Yep. And that was, it was going to be our shared honorable mention for that reason because it's just it, such an obvious one. It sure was. And then was, we forgot man. about it. <laughs> but I do have a number one pick aside from the collaborative hype. All right, man. Let's hear it. And that is the Tiny Chow Garden from Sonic Advance. <sighs> this is a legacy, dude. Like, <laughs> I know what an this amazing easily, pick. I know this easily could have made your list. I know it. Absolutely, yeah. It, it definitely could have. It's on the same wavelength of just like there's too many things to think of and it's so easy to forget because mini games are almost in every game. And so there's always some amazing ones that I'm never going to think of. Yeah, and then some things in your mind you might not think are a mini game, but they fall in the category. Totally, you just like so. mercenaries for you is the same way with the Chow Garden for me. Like, yeah, it's just such psych- a natural part of the game. Yeah, you psych yourself out, dude. <laughs> but uh, there's so much to say about it um, because it's almost like the best Tamagotchi you could ever have in your life. It is. It is the best. It's definitely it kicks the crap out of Tamagotchi. <sighs> It's like the next gen experience of like what you get out of a Tamagotchi. Totally, dude. yeah. 
But yeah, that's a great pick, man. I, I have nothing else to say other than I remember we used to just play that stuff for hours and hours, like absolutely on end. And I even said it, dude. If you had the Tiny Chow Garden on uh, a Game Boy Advance cartridge, that would be my most coveted Game Boy Advance cartridge, maybe. Well, luckily you can, right? I mean, you can own Sonic Advance. Well, yeah, what you, I mean, you just is mean like, like even standalone, if by, even if it was by itself on a cartridge. Totally, yeah. That would. I be wonder. Like, they should make a Tiny Chow Garden mobile app that's just the same thing with no with no uh, microtransactions. You ain't lying, dude. But I feel like if anything about it was different, it wouldn't be the same. Correct. Even if they changed the font of everything, it just wouldn't be the same. I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. But yeah, I mean, that was worthy of number one, dude, because it's endlessly amazing. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a great pick, man. We we both spent a lot of time with that game. That was one of the first Game Boy Advance games I ever owned, actually. That was one I held very close, dude. Seriously. It was that and the Spyro, uh, the Spyro Game Boy Advance game that I cannot ever remember the name of. I had one on Game Boy Advance, but the the PlayStation ones are obviously where my heart lies. Of course. Uh, which is funny because that's going to roll in the three shot pretty good. Yeah, man. Uh, but this was a great top five, dude. I know. I loved it, it. it. It hurts a little bit. I'm glad we got it out. But uh, it hurts a little bit. The, of course. The mercenaries really cut me deep. <laughs> I knew it would. Uh, that's the type of shit I'm talking about when I say you're going to break my heart. I know. It's okay, though. It's a cumulative list. It is. It's not a top five. It's a top 12. You're right. You're right, because this is is a collective. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, dude, you know we got to get the peeps at Three Shop, dude. Yeah, I'm interested to hear it, too, because I actually don't didn't discuss it with you beforehand. So I'm I'm interested to hear what's on offer. I haven't been on the Switch too much these days. Well, it's funny. Um... It's funny the timing because I've been playing Doom Eternal uh, on the Xbox One. I've been saying I was going to play through it, but uh, at the same time, I've been playing Doom Eternal. I'm an original Quake one uh, or a newborn <laughs> original Quake fanboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a big Bethesda sale. Okay. Everything you have my Doom attention. or Bethesda related is 50% off. What all is available? Doom 2016, Doom Eternal, uh, Wolfenstein 2, the Hmm. older Doom games. You can get the original Doom, Doom 2, Doom 64. That's cool. Yeah. uh, Hell of a sale, dude. I mean, uh, mean, 30 bucks for Doom Eternal seems great. $29.99 for Doom Eternal is the shining gem of all of it. Yeah, because I still haven't played that game. Yeah, I would have picked it up without a question, dude, but I we already have it on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's just no need to. I'm playing it on there, you know. But yeah, 30 bucks for that, man. Uh, the Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal are the shooters of a lifetime. So both of those, dude, worth picking up if you have the space on your Switch. <laughs> I don't think I'm anywhere close to getting my space like maxed out what's the max that a switch like sd card can be it's 256 right uh i don't don't know if that's the max but i mean you can 
I, I know there is a max and it's not just like what is the max SD card that you can buy, but I can't remember what it is, but whatever it is, I, I think I bought that big. So like I would never run out. I was like, I have to have just a giant SD card on this thing. Yeah. I'm assuming that people have some extensive libraries like myself. Totally. I, I have a pretty good digital library. Definitely. But yeah, uh, me, I don't think I'm anywhere too. close you, to you, space issues. But, uh, yeah, man, aside from the Bethesda sale, we got, you just brought up Spyro, uh, Spyro Reignited Trilogy. The, yeah, what, re, is, the what is that? Is that just like the first three PS1 games remastered? Yeah, bro. How much is it? It's usually thirty nine ninety nine. Right now it's nineteen ninety nine. I'm going to have to probably pick that up, dude. To be honest with you, I was thinking I'm doing the same. When does that end? Do you know? Yeah, that's going on until the 11th. So mm. that is tomorrow. Okay, well. So you have through today and through tomorrow before that is gone. But that had to be mentioned because I've yet to get it, but I love all three of the original Spyro games. Yeah, I used to play those, but they were actually ones that I never personally owned. Yeah, I owned all three, actually. Crazy. Nice. I was always on Crash. That was my... I had all three Crash games. Yeah, uh, that's one I also didn't get to bring up for the PS1 discussion we did within the 90s. Uh, mm. Crash Bandicoot Warp, dude. You'll have to forgive me as we're wrapping up here. It just started downpouring outside, so if you guys hear a little bit of ambient noise, then that would be why. But yeah, luckily along, we're uh, along close to wrapping up here. to pass over here, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. But, uh... Sega Genesis Classics, dude, that had to be on this. Mm. $29.99 to $14.99. 50% off until the 15th. $15.99, you said? $14.99. I was about to say I'm interested in that, but I actually have the Sega Genesis Mini, so I really don't even need to pick this up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everything that I'm sure would be on there is on the mini. I've had my eye on this collection. I, um, I took it's like sixty games or so, and it's a pretty good selection, dude. I think that for fifteen bucks, that's an amazing deal. Just the Sonic games are worth that. Oh, if there's yeah. Sonic games on there, like you pay, you'd pay fifteen bucks for just a few of the original Sonic games, no question. Yeah, dude, definitely. So I think that makes it a no-brainer if you've got a ton of other value thrown in there, too. Yeah, it's funny you say value because to think you get an entire Genesis library for the most part for 15 bucks is kind of crazy. It's pretty amazing. And the presentation of the collection is really nice. If you ever saw the main menu of it, it's like you're in a 3D room, like a rendered room, and you get to pick the game from the shelf and put it into the system. Like <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's on the TV in the room. That's cool. Yeah. It's like VR. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Some soft VR. That's cool, yeah. Uh, but another one that I had to throw out there is going on through tomorrow. So you got today and tomorrow before it's off. Rivals okay. of Aether. Mm, okay, cool. For fans of Smash, bro, from $29.99 to $17.99. Nice. 40% it was on off. sale like that when you picked it up, right? I think we've had it on 3Shop before. Yeah, I don't think it was that low. I think it might have been twenty from thirty. This is seventeen ninety nine, so two dollars yeah, difference. Good. 
But that's a I might solid pick that pick up, up but that. I definitely think I'm going to have to pick up the Spyro package, dude. Dude, the Spyro package is a no-brainer. 20 bucks. I just would really be happy if they had a toggle switch like the uh, Master Chief Collection. I know. I know. I haven't seen the graphics on this remaster. I'm assuming it's modernized like Crash was. Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of the modernized Crash. but uh, Me neither. I think he looks kind of... Just I don't know. It's we're boomers, dude. Like, there's no question. We're not boomers, but I mean, look, we're not spring chickens, (laughs) all right. I like the. I mean, Crash was my like childhood, so I like that Crash. I like that. I like that wonky Crash with eyes that were kind of not kind of off kilter. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's going to do it for three shop. This has been uh, quite the episode. I know, man. I'm about to hit confirm on this Unreal Tournament as soon as we get off here. I don't want to have the loud typing on the uh, podcast, but uh, as, soon as, <laughs> as soon as we hop off, dude, uh, I don't know. Do you have time to play right now? <laughs> Maybe we should just dive right in. All right. Well, uh, this has been episode 16 of the Star Road Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback, email starroadpodcast at gmail.com. And that's going to bring us to the end, Sterling. It certainly is, bro. Everybody take it easy and thanks for listening. Catch us next time. We're going to go play some Unreal. Peace. Yep.